This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shreparks and Jack Fritz. What a night. I mean, I know... I mean, I know it sounds like way too happy of a reaction to a game the Sixers lost. Um, I apologize for the soft claps, but I'm trying to make sure that Walker does not wake up downstairs. He didn't stay up for the end of that? No, believe it or not, he did not. Um, already showing that he's a fraud fan. I was going to say, he's he's with everyone else saying he's, he's out on the Sixers this year. <laughs> he, he gave up. He gave up. After yeah, the... last year, he couldn't do it. The yeah. One playoff run. Yeah, I mean, listen. And sometimes you just know, and, and I guess that's the case. Um, and I apologize for being just way too giddy, but uh, believe saying, it or not. Yeah. All right, let's get this out of the way. So uh, I hit Brooke Lopez three threes. There I hit go. Tobias Harris three threes and Maxi 30 points. Didn't parlay him because I'm an idiot. Took them all straight, whatever. So it's been a great night. I know they lost, but like, J- like Elliot, that was the one of the most alive I felt during Sixers game in a while. Mm-hmm. It felt almost process-ish, except with Joel Embiid existing. Yeah. Um, where are you at, man? I know they lost, but that was a that was a great, great night of Sixers basketball. Yeah, so there are definitely some negatives I want to talk about, and I'm not just trying to come out like super clap your handsy, but like <laughs> I don't know, man. I was just thinking we were texting about this, me, you, and uh, and James Jackson, like during it, saying. It felt like a playoff game. Like, I know it was game one, but the intensity, the way they came back, like people on Twitter were were tweeting along with it. That was awesome. Like, when we say why we're excited for Sixers basketball to be back, that was it. And I think my big picture takeaway from that game was they are right there with the Bucs. I know they lost. And look, I am not a blame the ref guy. I'm Mm -mm. hands up. But let's just be honest. Like, the ref swung that game in the Bucs direction with that Miss Giannis call. The Sixers had all the momentum. They were outplaying them in the second half. Kelly Oubre was killing it. Like that was a very encouraging performance in my opinion. So look, it sucks. They lost for sure. And in the way you said, like, it does feel a little bit processy where they (laughs) lost, but I'm able to sit here and go, well, that was encouraging. So that's maybe not what you want from a team that's expected to compete for a title. And the fact that they lost to the Bucks playoff seating later on, like not an ideal first opponent. To not, lose. We're not, we don't need to worry about playoff seating. You do right have to now. worry about playoff seating. No, you this don't. going to be in the top three. Oh, so would you knock it off? going to be in the top three. So I thought overall though, it was extremely encouraging considering how poorly the game started for sure. Like early on, it looked like they were going to blow it out of the building. They looked sloppy. The offense was a disaster. They clearly need a point guard. We'll get into that uh, as we talk about the game. Or we won't. We won't. You know. You don't want to talk about the benefits. We don't, of, uh, we don't need a point guard. We don't, don't need a point guard. We don't so need that point they guard. They don't need they that point guard. They had one they could have let on the plane. I'll tell you that. But, 
But anyway, I just um I leave that game like everyone that said they weren't gonna watch this team missed out on a great a great game tonight. And it was it was fun to have them back. It sucked they lost, but from where it was to how it ended, I thought it was an extremely encouraging performance. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, I, I, I'm not letting you try. You, you, you're like little big Janus worried about the playoff seedings after the first well, it's game. It's true. It's true. And, it's and they're not. competing at the end of the year, and they're like down two to one for the final game. Or they only play them maybe three times. Before, I forget, but it is a big loss in that regard. In playoff seeding. All right. Well, I'm not going to let that deter me from uh, my biggest takeaway of the game, which is that. Never let James Harden with the, within a hundred yards of this team again. Like I just, I don't need yeah. him around. I don't want him around. Um, I've been that way this entire off season, or at least since I started on this podcast. I mean, what I saw tonight was a team that was fully bought in. You know, like Nick Nurse. I think you saw, um, you know, what he's going to bring to this team from from a day one basis. They played really tough. Yep. They had a mostly free free flowing offense. The one takeaway, you know, outside of the James Harden and the, and the ball movement and everyone bringing the ball up and making them harder to guard because everyone's bringing the ball up, is that I think the the biggest detriment of Nick Nurse being brought in is Joel Embiid. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know how it's going to work. He, he Every time he touches the ball, he slows it down. He still he struggles to move it um, when they, they throw a double team at him. Did not have a good day passing the ball. Not at all. Um, yeah. And I just, my, my biggest worry here is that they get, like, he gets frustrated and then they try to change everything. So it goes back to ISO ball Joel. And it's just, it's just so much more fun when it's not ISO ball Joel. When, yeah. when Maxie's like attacking, you know, um, like when they're just pushing the ball up and up, up, up and down the court. Like it was, it was fun. It was energetic. They were moving the ball, making the extra pass, playing tough. Like Kelly Uber was playing. Like, Dude, Kelly Oubre was unbelievable. Where was that defense? I mean, yeah. <laughs> if, if you had told me that was that was James Harden, I, I, I wouldn't have said you were crazy. Um, <laughs> I mean, he was he was great, but like, yeah. so I, I feel two things. Don't want James Harden back because I think everything's going pretty well right now. Worry a bit about Joel Embiid. So let's let's do the Harden thing first, just to stick with that, because I have a lot to say on both topics. Like, all right, the Harden thing. Where I agree with you is this does not look like a team that needs James Harden to come back. Like, when the game started early on, they were lost. Like, I think they only had maybe 15 or 16 points in the first quarter. They fell behind pretty quickly. And the offense just looked a mess. Like, no one really knew what they were doing. And that's somewhat understandable. It's their first game with a new head coach. They have – I mean, Nick Nurse played a lot of players. Like, Danny Green and Uber, I think, were the first two off the bench. Like, a lot of players played early on. He was up to 10 players, I think, in the first half already. So, it is a little – it's expected that they're going to look a little sloppy. But where I disagree with you on the Harden thing is this team does need a point guard. Like, I get what you're saying. It's fun to watch a bunch of people bring the ball up. I thought Pat Beverly was really good tonight. I thought when he came in, he really calmed everything down. It's obvious to me Maxi is not a full-time point guard. He just can't be the creator. And it's not even that I think if he really tried at it for a full year, maybe he could learn to do it. He's just not – he's better at scoring. Like, And I thought he looked improved going at the basket today. So – I get your thing about James Harden where they looked like they could compete. I thought the ready for this. The vibes were high. The vibes uh, were high d- during yep. the game, but they need a player exactly like James Harden. Like they, that's exactly who they need. They need someone that a led the league in assists last uh, led the league in assists last year can shoot. Like if they had James Harden tonight, they probably win the game. Like, let's be honest. If they have James Harden, they are winning that game. Unless you think it impacts Kelly Oubre, but like as good as Pat Beverly p- played, James Harden is better 
than Patrick Beverly. So that's what I thought in terms of just their point guard situation. I, I, I get your point. Like if James Harden's going to be a detriment to the culture, then, then that is different. But on the court, they missed a player like James Harden tonight. See, here's where I disagree is that w- when James Harden is, is running the offense, like the first thing they do when they rip down a rebound, usually when James Harden is out there is they get at the James Harden and yeah, it and slows everything down. Yeah. Um, what happened tonight was it, what, what Nick Nurse clear. I don't remember this as much under Doc Rivers is that everyone brought the ball up. Like even mm-hmm. like Uber was initiating offense. Toby Indeed did it. Well, Toby should not be allowed to. But, no. and, and every time he dribbles, an, an angel loses its wings. It, it, it's horrible. Um, <laughs> he, he was okay tonight, though. Oh, listen, not Toby. Toby bought me, bought himself like a month of of happiness. It's not dribbling the ball. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's every time he dribbles, it's bad. But I mean, Nick Nurse had said that they're going to try to find ways to to reutilize Toby. Um, mm-hmm. and I guess reutilizing him is just making sure he hits three threes. I, I was going to say, so he shot really well tonight, and I have the stats up. Like, well, he told us last year he was an elite shooter, so he that's did. something. Tell a friend that, to tell a friend. Uh, <laughs> tell a friend to tell a friend. Eight for nine from the field, three for three from three. I mean, that that's one of the discouraging things is you get 20 from Toby, you get 31 from Maxi, and then you get 27 from Ubre, and you still lose. Like, that yeah. is one disappointing part of coming away with, like, what ends up being a one-point loss, but... But also, I mean, Embiid's never going to play. I'd be surprised if he plays that bad again. So um, He was not good tonight. I agree with you on that. No, yeah, 9 no, for 20. Not. He had 20, 24 points on 21 shots. That's that's like the, the most – also, I've never seen him shoot that bad from the free throw line in my entire yeah, life. Yeah, well, like, he started off really sl- bad, and you could tell, like, he missed, I think, two of his first four or something like that, and then he made one, and he did, like, a huge gesture, like, oh, thank God. So, yeah, yeah I agree. He did not play well. But the, back to Harden, it's just – what happens with him sometimes is, oh, we got to get the ball to Harden. He's got to initiate the offense. And, like, when you talk about leading the league in assists, like, sure, like, he can do that. But it does right. kill the offense when it's just he has to do everything. And it's it's stand at the top of the key. Wait for James Harden to, to either, you know, hit a step back three or, or drive into the lane and, and make a pass. Like, what happened tonight was they became tougher to guard because mm-hmm. everyone was doing that stuff. And, and that's where I think the league's kind of going – where it's like it's not just this this one standalone point guard having a bunch of people that can bring the ball up and initiate the offense. I don't Maxi can't do it, and I think they right. need a need a body, obviously. But it's like, do I need someone who's going to just have that much control over everything? When tonight it was everyone was involved, bang bang, hot potato, and and everyone else kind of got involved. Like I just, it, it not only is it for the, this team, I I think also on the court, the assists are great, but there are a lot of like. They're sort of empty in a way when it's only James Harden getting them and not spreading them around. So two areas where I do think they missed James Harden, because I do actually agree there were a lot of positives to not having James on the court tonight. But two areas I thought, A, like we were saying Embiid had a bad game. I think part of that is he's used to playing with a player like James Harden that can get him the ball in good spots, that can get it to him as a good entry pass. Like it sounds simple, it sounds simple, but it's not. No, like it's we've not. seen a lot of a lot of point guards come here and be unable to get Joel the ball where he wants it. So I think I think that's part of it. But where I where I also disagree with you a little bit on just having like everybody bringing up is there were long stretches of this game, like early on and then in the third and fourth quarter, like the other, the Bucks went on runs where it felt like the Sixers needed someone just to calm it down. And Joel's not that guy. Like Joel, first of all, like he can't bring it up, but also he is, a, he struggled passing the ball tonight. So like there, there are concerns about running the, the ball, the offense through him completely as a passer. But I also think that like Pat Beverly, not really a calm it down guy. Maxie, definitely not a calm it down guy. 
Harden, while I agree it's not great that he moves slow, there is a benefit in a way where if like the other team's on a huge run, he's like a calming presence. He walks it up slowly. Like, so I do think they're missing like a floor general out there without Harden. Yeah, but at the same time, let, let's say he doesn't come back. I mean, isn't that isn't this what we kind of want Maxi to be? I mean, if you want if, if you want Maxi to be Damian Lillard, right? right? I mean, if if you think that he could have a better year than him, and by the way, it was noticeable having someone that you could just give the ball to in the last four minutes. Well, it's not like a, a center. Um, well, that was and, one of my other takeaways. Is like probably should have traded Maxi for for Dame. <laughs> if we're being honest, if we're being honest, like Maxi, you know, good game and, and overall, but like. You can just see the difference to your point, not to cut you off and steal your point, but I'll just do that. Like when when you have someone at the end of the games that's Dame, like it's just a huge difference. Like it just is. Now, granted, the Sixers would have won if the refs prop, you know, do it correctly, but still. Well, but who cares? I mean, over one over I almost said one sixty two. Over over eighty two, like it's gonna bear out more often than not that that when you have Dame Lillard in a close game, yeah, it's quote unquote Dame time. I, I, I did like that it kind of felt like Maxi took that personally. And and mm-hmm. I kind of thought he was trying. Like I, I, it's it's okay to lose games early. Like I, but I want Maxi to try to do that stuff. I mean, yeah. I know, and B is still a star, and he's still. But but we've learned over the last couple of years that it is hard to get him the ball late in games, and someone else has to be able to score. And I thought Maxi late was at least trying to go at Dame and say it's oh like I don't know I don't I don't know what Maxi's moniker is gonna be you know it's, like Money like Maxi <laughs> Money Maxi is pretty good off the top I feel like Maxi's moniker like Dame time fits perfect oh Maxie's perfect like still a little bit of a silly individual to have like a hardcore end of yeah moniker. well I mean Dame Dalla you know good, Dame yeah. time he's well just pronounced he, by you. Yeah, well, listen, <laughs> you know me. You know me. When, 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 listen, when he starts going off and hitting threes yeah. to, to cash bets, it's whatever you want. Um, but, yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. I know they lost, and I know, like, people are down on this team. But that was a, a legitimately fun watch. Yeah. And I just know, I just know that if hard, like, let, like, I just want to let that grow. Like, let that grow. See what you have mm-hmm. there. I know Harden uh, can do some things, whatever. But, like, it, it's just such a ruiner of uh, – now, Kelly Uber is not going to do that. Like, he's like not going to do that every game. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> that's yeah. like, he's not going to have might be the seven or whatever. That might be the one Kelly Uber game we get this month, frankly. Like, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, maybe it's – next time it's Pat Bev. Maybe it's – um, I don't like they have guys to where they, they they can also have moments to where it's not just Kelly Oubre. Um, I don't know. I, I was it was well, a, a really really encouraging first. What time. I feel like I'm hearing from you and and seeing from you, and I'd be curious how many listeners agree with this. Is we talked about this on a pod a few pods ago about how like the James Harden, Joel Embiid, Doc Rivers like face of the franchise. Like people couldn't do that again. Like after the second round exits, like they were frustrating. Obviously, Nick Nurse is gone. James Harden's not there tonight. And Joel played, but Joel was not a focal point of the game. Like, if you just watched that game, knew nothing about the team, like, you would have seen a lot more Ubre, Maxi. Like, there were, I mean, Toby, frankly, like, there, Embiid was not a dominating personality. So, I feel like what I'm hearing from you and seeing is like, there was a freshness to tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a lot of different players we didn't see last year. There were a lot of different lineups we didn't see. Shout out to Nick Nurse for being willing to like play a lot of different, unique lineups. Like, Doc Rivers was not willing to do that last year. And I thought Nick Nurse, I mean, at one point he had like Papev, Ubre, uh, Paul Reed, PJ Tucker, and Danny Green out there, which is 
a very weird, unique lineup, but like he's willing to try that stuff. So it didn't feel like last year's Sixers in that way. Like there wasn't the baggage of Doc Rivers. There wasn't the the frustration of Harden, like foul grifting and all that stuff. Although I did think Maxi did a pretty good job going to the basket tonight, much better yep. than he did last year. He must have had, I think he ended with like 12 free throws or something like that, maybe even more. So well, he looked he that was encouraging. Looked, he looked way more aggressive without um without losing the shot. I mean, the shot great. still looks great. Um, you know, like overall, I mean I guess they wanted obviously with Hanlon or whatever, he wanted to be a three level scorer. And, mm-hmm. you know, I thought for 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 game one, he was really, really good at that stuff. Yeah. Um and even like late in the game. Late in the game, he had a classic like pocket pass to Embiid that Embiid got an easy jumper on. So obviously, you want to see more of that. And as as teams have to gear more towards Maxi possibly being a triple threat, like that's gonna be something that they're gonna have to uh, hopefully utilize more. So I, I mean, listen, you're you're the big Maxi All Star kind of breakout year. Well, it was it was, it was not a good start to it. He got the two fouls early. Nick Nurse took him out. Which look, I think Nick Nurse showed faith. Yeah, but the in first Joel. foul was wasn't the first foul bull. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, like I didn't think they were they were good calls, but I'm saying uh, later in the game, I think Embiid got his fourth and he kept him in. So I do think he showed Nick Nurse showed a little more of a willingness to keep his guys in. But my thing with Maxi is still and look, he was like as the game went on, he was much better. He did get to the line better. Um, I'm curious what he ended up with from from three. He ended three of five, I think. Three of eight, so not not terrible, but just not great. Um, so he shot it okay, but like. He still just looks small out there to me. Like mm-hmm. I, I just he still doesn't look like someone that can really like carry the weight of being the top perimeter scorer. And that is another main takeaway I thought from just watching tonight is this team is right there with the Bucks. Like if they played the Bucks in a seven game series after watching tonight, I probably wouldn't pick them to win just because I think the main difference is the Bucks have Dame and the Sixers do not. Like the Bucks have because frankly Giannis didn't look that good. He still looks like he's just like a running back running going to the basket. Like he has no like skill he's just big and athletic and, and goes up there but like i didn't think Embiid or Giannis played that well the difference was dame just killed it early and made big plays late so i'd probably pick the sixers to lose to the bucks right now if they played a seven game series but what the sixers have is they had 35 million dollars of salary back in you know like camden working out with ricky council of two well, players and I then mean, he's not working out he, like well chris Haynes said he practiced today so, so for, for how yeah. long I need, yeah. I need, the, I know they don't really clock in or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you like, need the, the timestamp of when he's in and out. I need to know how yeah. long he but, was working out for. But here's, here's my point. You have 35 million in salary for Harden. And then yeah. Tobias like ended up having a decent game, but I don't think anyone would be, would think Tobias is like a big loss. 
So you have $70 million of salary that you can do something with. And you didn't get anything from Harden and you got some contribution from Tobias, but I think like game changing. So you were right there with the Bucks, like Dame's first game at in Milwaukee, like season opener. Like I thought that was a game where frankly it could have gotten ugly and they really competed with that team. So if you can turn Harden into, frankly, after that, I'm a little more into like the Norman Powell, Robert Covington type of thing, just because imagine adding like more guys. Like this team is deeper than last year. They're deeper than the Bucks. I think they definitely need like a guy on the perimeter and that's going to be tough to find. But you got nothing from Harden and you almost beat the Bucks. Like I think, I think that's encouraging of like what of like you don't need to force the Harden trade. I get you don't want him back, but maybe you don't need him to play or like you you don't risk the injury and you don't you don't integrate him back into the team. Just get me a bunch of dudes. Like get me a bunch of dudes and see what happens. You know, like but you need uh, more from Joel then. You wouldn't, even, but but yeah. they will. I mean, like they they'll eventually figure out how to get Joel into the offense. Like that's not a concern. Mm-hmm. But if at least you get a bunch of dudes to where it's not like bogged down, get the ball, Joel. He has to do something. Like you know, get get make a have a rotation that's eight nine deep with real NBA players, and maybe yeah. that's like your something that like. Th- and you could see they had you. it tonight. You could see they had it tonight when the Bucks. Oh my did God, it. Yeah. Like the Bucks had Dame, which was the difference. But the Sixers like were in that game because when the Bucks had to do subs and they didn't have all their main like their. Lopez, Middleton, Giannis, Damon. The Sixers made runs. Like Kelly yeah, Oubre about- was a difference. Jer- fucking oops, sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry, earmuff. Um, uh, Springer had like an, a few awesome plays. Like they have, Springer's bouncy. Yeah, they have like eight or nine legit guys that I feel could can at least in the regular season. We'll see in the playoffs. But eight or nine yeah. games that I think eight or nine players I think could play big minutes for them during the regular season. I mean, think about it this way: like in, in years past, when another team like. For, I mean, even the Bucks. Like, every time I feel like I've watched Sixers Bucks in the last like you know three years, mm-hmm. as soon as Embiid gets out of the game, as soon as whoever this falls you apart, know, it always fell apart. It'd be like, oh, here comes Bang Bang Niang, and <laughs> yeah. and like, well, I'm, I'm okay not. Although Danny Green might be cooked. Uh, shocking. He, I know. Like, I'm just saying like, he was not encouraging like, watching running up and down the court. He's like 40 and tore his ACL like two years ago. I'm, I'm just surprised he's not, yes. you know, the most fleet of foot. But like they just – that's why – that's why – and maybe because people were just so mad at the Sixers it doesn't matter. But that's why I couldn't understand people being like, well, they're not going to be that – or like any good or whatever. It's like they, they brought in way more NBA players. It, it's, it's as simple as that. They brought in so many more just, just at least can be – NBA Agreed. players are they amazing? No, but like you need that as your seventh, eighth guys off the bench. You need the the Ubres. You need the mm-hmm. Pat Bevs. You need if you're gonna you know really compete for a title. Like there's so much deeper this year. Um, and it, it it honestly, I mean, to like your overall main point on on Harden is it just make it a bummer that this is a situation because if he came back and was normal and could just go play basketball and see what happens, then he then, could. He could. He could, but he won't. He so I mean, like he won't. I, yeah. I'd be, I'd be surprised. I mean, if everything is just <laughs> we're here, we're having perfectly. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. I agree that, that that's unlikely. But so I have a bunch of hardened thoughts on the plane thing. You don't want to move on from the game yet, though. I'm guessing. So I'll, I'll refrain. No, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. I have a bunch of notes from the game. I do I too. Like we, right. we, we can let's close it out with our uh, with our separate note bags. Um, the big J notepad. Like, it seems like you're dying to talk about uh, the, the plane situation. So let's I have talk a lot. About yeah, I have a lot of situation. Plane. Yeah. Okay. So you want to do the notes? The, the the plane or the notes at the end? Give me the plane, and then okay. we'll round it out with the notes. Okay. So here's my thing. 
and this is, works perfectly with the, with the James Harden. So James Harden shows up to the to the airport and is ready to get on the plane. And there's been a lot of conflicting reports on what was supposed to happen. Either like the Sixers said he wasn't supposed to be there or he like talked about him, but it wasn't short regardless. I am so disappointed in the Sixers for not letting James Harden onto that plane. I understand that James Harden might've been doing it as a publicity stunt. I understand maybe he's doing it just to like cause a scene. Maybe he wants to get on the plane and be a problem. But here's the bottom line. If you are going to have James Harden on your roster and you are going to say he's a valuable part of the team and you are going to insist other teams you're not willing to trade him, then you have to give a little bit. Like you have to. I was talking to some friends about this and they compared it to like the T.O. situation when the Eagles sent T.O. away because he was um, being disruptive at training camp. And he went in the driveway and he did all the sit-ups and all those things. And it's like, yeah, like T.O. got to make his point. But, and the Eagles got to prove a point. But you know what ultimately happened? They lost to you. He, he was not there that season. So while I agree it's frustrating how James Harden is handling it, I'm not defending James Harden's actions, the Sixers have to be willing to give a little bit here. And I thought not letting him come to Milwaukee was like a petty move by them. He He's still James Harden. He's one of the top 70, top 50 players of all time. He's a massive part of your salary. He's someone you traded a lot for. He's someone you're asking a lot for. To not let him get on the plane, I thought was was foolish by the team. And I think it's like, and ready for this expression, it's like cutting off their nose despite their face. Like, wow, you proved such a point. Like, you can't leave for 10 days and just come back. Fine. All right, whatever. But it's not helping get James back on the team. So I just was really disappointed that the, this whole thing came from it. Not to mention, if he comes to the airport, you just let him on the plane. It's not a big story. The second you you tell him to go away and like the security guard has to tell him and like, Elton comes over, by the way, interesting, Daryl Morey didn't come over, but Elton comes over. It just becomes a huge scene. Like you would never see this with the Eagles. So I, I'm not defending James Harden. He's not handling this well for the most part, but like the, the Sixers need to give a little bit here to James Harden if they really want this to be rectified. But I guess that's not like, what are they supposed to give? Let him on the plane. I mean, let him why? let him fly to Milwaukee with the team. Why? Because he's on the roster and he's part but, of the team. And they're the ones a, but he's, refusing But he's not a part of the team. But he's not a part of the team. He's on the roster. He's on the salary cap. No, no, no. There's a difference between on the roster and being a part of the team. He's not a part of the team. He left in the middle of training camp. Like, he left in the middle of training camp. That, that's uh, but, not being a part of the team. Okay. That's, that's letting down your teammates. Then, then trade him. Then trade him. Like, if you don't want him they're around. They're trying to then, trade him. No, but they're asking for a lot. Like, if you don't want him to the point where you won't even let him fly with the team to Milwaukee, then don't, like, then don't act like he's some big part of this team. Like, they don't include him in hype videos. They've stopped talking about him on social media. Like, we get it. You are, like, James Harden is not a big part of the team. Then don't also act like you want a ton for him. I just, I think they're almost, like, holding him hostage in a way. Well, I think they're trying to get the best deal they can. And, you know, maybe they're trying to involve some other teams. And in the meantime, just sit at home, James. But you can't just let a guy who doesn't want to be a part of the team on a plane to go out to to wherever, Milwaukee, and do what? Is he going to be is he going to be at the arena watching? No. God forbid. God forbid he gets to like. But he's not. But he's not on the plane. What do you think he's going to do? What do you think he's going to do? He's probably, I mean, we probably know what he's going to do. I mean, I don't know if that's true, though. He was in Colorado with the team and it seemed like everything was yeah, but, fine. But, we, but, but that was a publicity stunt. That's what I, I told you was a publicity stunt. But did stunt. it impact he, the team at all? I mean, it probably, maybe they weren't, would have been so sloppy in the first yeah, quarter. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, all those, all those reps hard and took. Yeah, yeah. They were wasting uh, time. I, I just, 
they need to work this out. And it feels like the six. They are trying to work it out. That he doesn't have to be. him on the plane. But he doesn't have to try to make a spectacle of it and get on the plane and go to Milwaukee. Act like he's trying to be part of the team when he's not trying to be part of the team. It wouldn't have been trying to get out of here. Just let him on the team. I mean, let him on the plane. If he was just on the plane. But how does it look? How does it look when he's sitting there on the sidelines? Like, just say he's not ready to play. Say he's not ready to play. I don't know. <laughs> you really want Harden off this team, and I'm not disagreeing completely. After tonight, I thought it was an encouraging. It was encouraging a lot of ways without James there. I just, it seems so silly to me that they didn't just let him fly to Milwaukee. Like why? Like like I just, it's so dumb. Well, probably because they don't think he's a part of the team. That is probably why, right? Well, then trade him. Then trade him. I think they're trying to trade him, and maybe Harden should accept that and, and just take home. the Clippers offer. Maybe they will. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe they will. I, I agree. <laughs> That's my big take. Maybe they will. Maybe I don't know they, if they will. will but he, I, I don't think James Harden's dying to get on a basketball court. Do you think James Harden's dying to get on a yeah, basketball court? Yeah, I actually court? do think he is. I don't think he is. All right. I well, I'm I mean, I know I'm in the minority with this, but he did try to fly with the team. Okay. Um, Enough James Harden talk after that encouraging. It was, I mean, it was one of the best Sixers losses of all time. I mean, yes, can we, it's like the can process. We, is. Can, we, can we please get back to the, to the important things? Um, all right. You want to go through our respective note yeah. bags before we get on out of here? Yes, I do. Um, do you want to go first? I will go first. Uh, okay. One, one, I did not appreciate having Brian Anderson on the call immediately after the Phillies lost. <laughs> yeah, I, the, I didn't I didn't think about that. In the NLCS, you know, just in I know I've watched a lot of games at the stadium. Just a little twist of the knife. A little you know, twist of the knife that a uh, little yeah. reminder. Yeah, it's like Well, you, you know, know it's I, funny. We so we did uh you did obviously Fritz at 6, Sports Radio 94 VIP, biggest show on the station. Um and I came on at 7 and we were talking and I like forgot that the Sixers were also up 3-2 and lost game six and seven, much like the Phillies did. Great. That's, yeah, no, thank you for the reminder. You're always no problem, great at yeah. uplifting the city when they're down. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just I had written here my second thing. Like, it just Embiid is the playmaker. You know, I think that was part of what he wanted to work on this offseason. You know, he talked mm-hmm. about, and this seems like a classic Joel, like, overreaction to Jokic winning the title. It's like, oh, yeah. well, I'm going to become the passer guy now. It's like, bro, you were allowed to pass it before. It wasn't like, you know, yeah. they, were, they were keeping you from doing that. It's just, it's wild that it's, what, year 10 of Joel Embiid? Year 10? Something uh, like that. I mean, he was drafted in, was it 13? 14, so year 9. 14? But he didn't but play. He didn't start till I know. I know. Yeah. Just still, when when the double flies at him, has no idea how to pass out of it. Yep. Like it, it's, it's well, and also, it's, what was that like batted ball thing he did in the fourth quarter where the ball came his way? Maybe he just he wasn't going to get it, but he like hit it like a volleyball or something. Yeah, and he had yeah, he had a bunch of sloppy turns. Didn't I hate to be this guy, but I do feel, I do feel like he didn't like run as hard a lot of times. Like after that turnover, <laughs> wow. he didn't run all the way back. I just wow. I know, I know, I know. I'm just Mr. being honest. Accountability. It just looked like for a team that was hustling all over the court, Joel looked like it was October, Joel. Well, the problem is that they're, they've gotten pretty uh, – they feel more athletic as a team. They definitely uh, are. Oubre, Pat Bev is better. Than, I think the backup point guard, uh, Springer, can, like, jump out of the gym. I think they definitely are more athletic. Yeah. I mean, then there's Danny Green. Um, yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but well, so, like, look, I without think- Harden there, too, they look faster. Yeah, I think Embiid is naturally going to look slower when, uh, you know – all those kind of more athletic yes. guys are out there. Uh, it was also shocking, and we mentioned this earlier, but him at the free throw line, it was like, I've never Very seen bad. him shoot that bad. Yeah, uh, no. that was disappointing. 
Uh, and then Jaden Springer, the the I mean the double bounce or double hands block block thing on was, Dame. I mean, he's kind of what Zaire was so, supposed to be. Um, Only like a in Marcus Smart's body. Like I yeah. so I I think Springer and look, it's a long season. He'll get a chance to develop and like he defensively can be like a more like a younger Pat Bev in some ways, like just their body type and like their size, but like the fact they can, they're willing and able to guard a lot of different positions, but you know, didn't shoot the ball. Well, like I still have some hesitations about Springer as being someone that could be like a big time player for them. But in a long season, I think, you know, he can be your ninth guy and give you some quality minutes. And I, and I'm actually excited to watch him develop. It felt like under doc, he never got a real chance to develop, but First round pick played, you know, was I think the G League MVP. Like he's put up big numbers. Finals, the G League finals, finals MVP. MVP. There we go. So I'll be curious to see how he does with, uh, with just like more playing time. And it seems like he'll get that this year. He came in midway through the second, and I don't. I would bet he didn't come in in the second quarter almost at all last year, other than like meaningless games. So yeah, that was encouraging. Like Doc, uh, Doc wow, Nick Nurse seems more willing to play him. Yeah, and, and I just I was really impressed with Nick Nurse. Like it, I agree, it, it, it felt like. It felt like, oh my God, they have like a, a coach that that like really is invested, mm-hmm. and seeing him be like actually upset rather than the fake like Doc throw his hands in the Doc air, doing and, like... The, like yeah, the shocked look, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he, I I don't know, man. Uh, he he, they've got he is a legitimate difference making kind of coach. Like I agree. The wor- if the worst thing he's gonna do is is have adjustments and have these guys play hard, like great. That that's. Well, and- I, I also thought I also thought there was the challenge he had worked like I was weird that he challenged it. They agreed it wasn't uh, they agreed it was not a foul on PJ Tucker, but then they didn't call it a charge like that was kind of weird. And that was the beginning of like the refs kind of making a bunch of calls in a row that felt like, frankly, they went against the Sixers is what it is. That's how the game like the refs are going to have an impact. But that was frustrating. But I like the Nick Nurse challenge. I like the left Joel in with four fouls. Like that he played a lot of guys. I like that he tried different lineups. Like he did a lot of things that uh, that Doc didn't do last year. So I agree. I thought Nick Nurse was encouraging first game from him. I always forget how much I hate the final two minutes of an NBA game. Takes until, forever. Oh, it's just game's flying, right? It's moving. It's moving, and then all of a sudden, this game's never going to end. Like yeah, it's, it's kind of like when oh, Kimbrough comes in. It's worse. Um, <laughs> and, and the worst is that, you you know, and this is strictly, again, selfish. Like, at a 10.05 start, right, for, for the late mm-hmm. game, I'm trying to get the, my bets cleared. So I see that, what you're saying, yeah. So that I can get my deposit and get the, you know, because I can go back and so I have to deposit for the, for the late game. And right. it's just like. Did you get it done? Well, because I want to get. See, they, they pay out immediately <laughs> in the NFL. They pay out immediately. Oh, the NFL. NBA takes a while, yeah. For some reason, the NBA is like, yeah, we'll, we'll pay you 20 minutes after the game. It is frustrating. It's the worst. So um, Main takeaway, the issue with the payouts after bet from the game. Dude, just when I immediately hit it, they would make so, they would make so much more money. Like, yeah. as soon as Toby hits that third three, deposit in my account so I can, you know, re-bet it. You know Should what I mean? Should that? Pay the bets out to Jack quicker. Pay the bets out immediately so I can lose <laughs> Sixers them recap else. pod. Yes, yes, yes. And as people have learned, it take a lot of them, uh, Sixers bets. Um, yes. kind of liked Ball Reed. I didn't like they shot one three well, from he, the top of And it was an ugly one. But he only played hard. 11 minutes, which I yeah, thought was I a little surprising. Mo Bamba didn't play at all. He felt like no. the only main guy that didn't play. But I, I was thinking if you're Paul Reed, you're making like 15 million a year or like 12, whatever it is. 
and you only played 11 minutes, obviously financially, that's awesome for you. But I wonder how he feels about the Sixers. And it's only one game, but the Sixers matching that offer and then only playing him 11 minutes. Like it didn't feel like his role was much bigger than it was last year. I thought he might be first guy off the bench. He, he was not that. And he played some of the, the lowest minutes of any of the guys that got in the game. Well, good. I mean, like he, Paul Reed's not a fifteen million dollar year player. Like he should I agree be happy. With that. He got I, like he can he can do his little Paul Reed stuff whenever. Yeah, Mike should get into that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need that. Yeah. Uh, and then my final thing, my final thing is like, D'Anthony Melton should just be such a better three point shooter. I hundred percent agree. Like he should be so much better at because <laughs> it always looks pretty good. It's just for some reason it looks like a slider. Sometimes out of his hand, and it's like mm-hmm. a basketball is not supposed to have, yeah, you know, run that, on it. Yeah. So, first of all, the Sixers would have a ring if Melton was a better three point shooter <laughs> after shoot, last year. Please shoot it straight. Why is but, it curving? So, would you, and I know it's reactionary after one game and they're not going to do it, but would you bench DeAnthony Melton and put Ubre in the starting in the starting lineup? Like, no. Melton was bad tonight. Melton, I think, was one for five from three, if I'm not mistaken. They were two all six. pretty wide two open. Of two of six, okay. Well, all, all it, was wide open. it was only two of six because that last shot was off the backboard. Yeah, and that was an ugly one. Yeah, like, I just, I agree with you. I think Melton, the idea of Melton is way better than what Melton actually brings you. Like, he looks like he should be, I mean, he's a bit undersized. I guess he's not, like, super long and athletic. But he looks like he'd be a great two-way player, great shooter, great defender. And it just, he's like a 6 out of 10 when everyone feels like he's like 8 out of 10, in my opinion. Yeah, he should be way better. Now, he's a good defensive player. He's tough. Um, but I'm, I'm cool. Like, Ubre, like, I, I want him on the second unit. And if he gets hot, like, he's one of those guys that's going to shoot you out of basketball games. Like, he's not. Or shoot gonna, you in him. Or shoot, and, but that's what he did tonight. And, yeah. and that's why he was playing late into the fourth quarter. Like, he's one of those guys you got to feel out in the first quarter of, like, all right, what do you have? Mm-hmm. If he doesn't have it, don't play him. Like he's yeah. Obviously, you have to play him. Just you know what I mean. Like you can't play him bulk minutes late in the game. Um, but if he comes out and it's like, oh my god, we're having a Kelly Oubre game, then you'll have him in the fourth. Like you can't rely on that as a starter. Like he's a he's a Charlotte Hornet Hornets uh, process well, Sixer starter, not yeah. a fifty one win basketball team. There starter. was a point of the game when Oubre was their best player, and I was thinking this might be a bad sign. <laughs> like Oubre is like the best player on a bad team. That's why it felt so good. It felt good to feel something again. That was what the process felt. It was like, like feeling the process back all over. Oh my god! I was like, this yeah, guy's obviously not very good. Time. Oh my god, he's not very good, but he's having a moment. That's that is that's so, me. Ubre is not going to shoot this well every game, but really, you, but really, you, if you he can be sixty percent of the guy they got tonight, like that's a massive deal for this team. Well, like he's athletic, get... he can shoot, he can make his own, he can like create his own shot. Like he's not an end of the game guy, but if he can be like close to this, I mean, if he's not going to be this, but if he, like I said, sixty percent of it, that's a massive deal for the Sixers. I don't need twenty-seven. You know, that's probably what once a month. Yeah, if I can get a twenty-point uber game like once a week or yeah, just yeah. shoot a high percentage from three like if you can get him to shoot 40 percent from three which would be a big jump from where it was last year but i think he'll get better shots for sure than he has in past years like i just that alone i think uh would be big for this team i was surprised at how tough he was around the rim no, agreed it's not, it's not something I, I had he had a good defensive on. play like he was he was everything you could have hoped for in his first game <laughs> and, and and more yes and more so yeah um, um perfect only no other note I had that I don't think we touched on is like CP3 would kind of be perfect for this team. Oh, like that. a veteran guy that can just like be next to Maxi, calm it down. Like he's a slower guy for sure, and also not a playoff guy. So like that's not ideal. 
But I don't know. Like, it, they just look to me like they needed a floor general. And I feel like CP3 and Golden State is weird. I know it's early. They're not going to give up on him super soon. But someone like that, I feel like, makes more sense than I kind of thought previously. Yeah. I mean, I've always been a like big, big, big CP3 guy. Um, your Jalen Hurts guy. That's your comparison to Hurts. It's always been my comp. I've it has been, yeah. He's just, he's just Chris Paul. And for some reason, that wasn't good enough. He People don't like Michael. that, yeah. He needed to be Michael Jordan. <laughs> or, like he's, he, for me, he's Chris Paul. Yes. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with him. We'll see if maybe if it's only been one game, so I don't think they they're going to give up on the idea that he's quickly. Surprised. Yeah, yeah. The only problem is like, I mean, obviously playoffs, but listen, whatever. If it's Eastern Conference Finals, we're happy. Yeah, um, you can get out the second round. It's the next thing that hurts him. <laughs> um, the other thing they would like really have to limit how much he plays for sure. Like I would just, I would bear. I, would, I don't know if I'd play him more than like 10 minutes a night. Frankly. Well, good news is Harden doesn't even play. So if you're yeah. trading Harden for him, maybe you can just tell him to stay back in Camden. And oh, I don't I'm sure, think the, I'm would sure the Warriors would love to get James Harden. Yeah. Harden. No, that would be very weird. They, have all, to they feed, all they feed off is beautiful ball movement and their perfect system. Let's, let's bring James Harden into it. So yeah. James Harden who wants to, to run <laughs> yeah. the offense. Yeah, I agree. Would it make sense? Yeah. But a player like CP three, like I think no, they could, listen, Higher how quality. About how about Ishmith? I was thinking Ishmith. There you go. Just bring the process full circle. Michael Carter Williams, Markel Fultz. Bring them all back. Um, all right, Elliot. Uh, it was fun, man. It was. It, it was, was good. good to have them. It was good to have them back, and um, it was just a great game. I don't care that yeah. they lost. That, that felt like a win to me. It felt I like a win. If you're someone that's intentionally staying away from the Sixers, you're probably not listening at this point of the pod. But if you no are, shot. you missed out tonight. Like it's it's your loss. So I. Uh, I feel good. I'll give I'll give the performance a a solid clap. A solid and, clap. And I'll echo that clap. I just again don't want to wake don't up wake Walker. Get it. So um, it was a great night. We'll be back. Uh, what I mean, I was. Dude, nice. I don't know the weekend. They play Saturday and Sunday, so oh, no, we're gonna have so much to react yeah. to. Yeah, so home much opener. To... See if Harden's there. So fun times. No, the bigger question is all right. Better chance at all right. Final thing here. Final thing. Better chance at happening. James Harden suits up and plays. Or, or, after the Eagles beat the Commanders, Josh Harris flies on up and is at the game. Uh, better chance Harden suits up. Suits up. <laughs> so it is the home opener. You think Josh Harris will let me on his plane? Just be like, bro, Dude, hey. I'm, going, I, I'm trying to go too. Like, yeah, yeah. I, don't I don't know, man. I'm the biggest I, Josh Harris defender in the city. If he was smart, he would let me. But yeah, well, right. I, I will say this. Do not show up if the commander somehow lose. That would be. <laughs> yes, I would agree. Or, or, no, if sorry. The, if, the Eagle, if the Eagles lose the commander. Yeah, yes. If the commanders beat the Eagles, I would not suggest Josh Harris sits courtside. And don't bring Ron Rivera to, All to right, my ring last the bell. My last, my last question. If, J- if James Harden does play, does uh-huh. he get booed when he comes in? Yes. If he starts or comes in, whatever, he gets booed? Yes. Yes. Okay. I think that's wrong. Cheerful. Okay. Any thoughts on whether they should cheer for him? Yeah, Uh, I I vote. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not one to uh, organize standing O's. That was obviously (laughs) obviously someone else and not me. Right. Um, right. So uh, I would organize a a standing boo. But you know what's funny is that I don't. I don't think I, I don't hate James Harden as much as a lot of people. You know, like I thought he was good last year. And yeah. I'm actually just bummed that he couldn't just grow up and and come back and play. And yes, I think the Sixers are at fault for, at the same time. 
Um, like I don't, I don't have, I, I'm not, I actually personally wouldn't boo James Harden. It's just like, ah, oh, whatever. That's, there's James Harden. It's just style wise and what I see on the court. I just, I don't like that. Yeah. I, I like, think that's, there's, there's fair points to that. And I, and I, I, I liked what I saw tonight. I liked the movement. I liked everyone bringing the ball up. I liked how it fl- uh, flowed and he just kills that. He kills that. So he does. Um, it'll so be a, it'll be an, it'll be an interesting weekend as basketball. It's always, always interesting. Yes, it always they're, they're, is. <laughs> they are never dull. Um, but for Elliot uh, Parks and Jack Fritz, this has been the first ever post game show. Uh, Good time. Clap your hands, and I, I can't wait to be back for the next one. Um, we'll <laughs> we'll talk to you soon.